Okay. Welcome, everyone, to the ArtFit podcast. Um, this is the first in a series of episodes that we're going to be doing. My name is Kel. I'm the founder and guy who runs ArtFit. And on these podcasts, I'm going to be having a series of guests come on, and we're going to talk about art. We're going to talk about business. And, uh, you know, who, who knows? Maybe some other fun stuff will come up. So today, my guests are uh, Stephen and Sky. Uh, Stephen McClanahan is a creative. He's the founder of Top Shelf Worlds, which is a tabletop game uh, company. And he's just a longtime friend and collaborator of mine. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And then the, my other guest today is Sky, uh, who you probably know from our social media, from our Instagram. She's our social media manager. She is um, a very early member of ArtFit. And she is a partial owner of ArtFit. That so is true. That yeah. is true. Equity. Equity owner of ArtFit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about sort of where ArtFit comes from, uh, how I got started on this, and um, and then we're going to be talking a little bit more about social media and sort of how it creates spaces for small businesses, what it's good for, what it's bad for, and how it makes you feel to use it. So getting started, uh, do you guys have anything that you want to say about yourselves before we get, get into this, or what? I mean, I don't know. This is kind of strange. It's probably the first time anyone on ArtFit who hasn't met me in person has ever heard me talk, which is weird because I don't talk on any of the social media. Oh, I guess that's true. It is a lot of memes. Yeah. It is it a lot, lot of memes. memes. It, we do a lot of good meme, meme work over there. I think that's the, the something I want to jump in on is like it feels like foundationally as far as social media is concerned, if you are not engaging with with memes or some kind of humor or some kind of right like I have been using social media for a while as far as promotion advertising marketing and it's almost impossible to engage without some kind of I don't want to say flippant but content yeah. that is not designed to be overly serious and this is a conversation that Sky and I have like every time we're about to post a reel uh, because like <laughs> I'll look at it and I'll go I'll think that's cool, like it's funny, but like, does it advance the brand? And then Sky's basically just like, woo! <laughs> you know? And then we just sort of go for it. And I'm like, all right, I trust you because you, like, because her stuff does better than my stuff, generally speaking, on social media. Um, so it's just kind of like, yeah, we go with whatever. But um, what do you think about it, Sky? Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing Artfit, so advances the brand. It advances the brand, yeah. I mean, it's like if you're wearing Artfit in the video, yeah. it like, it, it matters, it's, it's better. Um, yeah, they, uh, it's our social media is a weird thing, especially as like a new company. Um, and just trying to figure out how to like create a space and get people to your brand, which we're doing better now than we mm-hmm. were doing initially. I guess it just takes time to build stuff like that. But, um, can I, can I ask y'all yeah. aren't fit, uh, uh, equity shares, uh, what's your yeah, technical terms, uh, <laughs> technical term, uh, what, like, do you get a lot of engagement as far as like when people reach out or they, they actually want to touch base with ArtFit, does social media feel like it's a bridge to them for a perceived, like, physical encounter? Yeah. So that's part of, like, the onboarding process with artists is that initially the point of contact, if it's not somebody that I personally know, the first point of contact is almost always social media. And so what that turns into is basically I have, like, a spiel that I give everybody where it's like, this is these are the three things I need from you. This is like the term. These are the terms, basically. Right. And here's what we're gonna do. And generally, people feel better if you go and meet them in person and talk to them and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it is a jump off point. And that being said, like I think 
maybe half of the current ArtFit roster and a much larger proportion of the upcoming ArtFit roster are people who have either been contacted by me or who have contacted me via um, social media. Mm-hmm. Although a lot of them are people who I already knew kind of a little bit more peripherally or somebody who was like referred to me. So it's, I mean, I think that the, the ultimate thing is that you can't do business with somebody without knowing them. Right. At least in my mind, you kind of can't. And, and at, well, I mean, init- at the ultimate stage of art fit, like I, I hope to not know 99% of the people who are on the thing. Cause I want to have like an incredibly inclusive platform that right. has everybody on it, but like that's down the line or whatever. So, I think I think it is a jump off point for like actual human engagement. And then the people that we do have on there, like we have what, like two hundred and fifty something, two hundred and sixty maybe mm-hmm. as of yesterday. Growing numbers. Growing numbers, yeah. I mean that's we started what we started that page two, three months ago, and that's what we have. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean we haven't got viral, but it's not bad. And I think the cool thing is that all of those people are like consistently engaging with our stuff. So and we, you know, it's not like we bought followers or whatever. Right, right. And there's this myth that, like, yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna go viral overnight, right, off the one thing. And it's like it's consistent work that generally brings. You know, yeah. you never know what's gonna kick it. You know, yeah. Kick it and off. and that's the crazy thing with it is that it, there is this degree of like volatility where it's just like you kind of have to keep putting stuff out and doing the things, and eventually, hopefully, it works. Yeah, I think that's why sometimes I'm like, let's just throw in this random type of video to be like, you never know. Yeah, well, and this the, might be the one. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, the one that you posted yesterday was our best performing in a week. Got almost four thousand views or whatever, and like fifty something likes. Is that the sword one? No, 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 the one before that one. The one before. Yeah, the sword, sword one did really horribly. Yeah, the Dang. sword one did not perform. It's funny because all the reels that I, <laughs> all the reels that I'm like, I really like this, or I'm like, we should use this audio. <laughs> Sky's like she humors me, and we and she does them, and then she puts them out, and then they just <laughs> and they just like flop, and it's just so fun because like I really was excited about that audio. I was like, this is super fun. If we put it out two months ago, it would have been different, but yeah, you know, done really well two months ago, but we yeah. missed a little bit late. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing is you have to be like really really on it, and we do so many different things. And Sky is not like a full time art fit employee or whatever. Yeah, I mean you are, but. But also, like, I'm 17. Yeah, it's like, it's not, yeah, I have, I, yeah, the expectation is, like, you'll do it when you feel like it, and I'm not going to push you to do it. So, like, we're not going to hit every single trend, and that's fine. You don't have to. For sure. Uh, For, to Sky, you know, kind of as, like, the face of ArtFit or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, or at least the the person that they're seeing the most, Um, it's funny that you mentioned that they're not hearing your real voice because you're using this audio, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like when you get engagement on those videos that people are actually getting a sense of like who you are or do you think they're just, it's just like f- a funny meme and they're like, this is funny and I wanna. I feel like most of the time it's just like, this is funny. A lot of the time, I mean, I think there are a couple ones that we could put out that I have pre-recorded where people would get to know me a little bit better. But I feel like just we haven't put them out yet. Sure. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Those might come when we have a larger audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've done a couple that have kind of been mm-hmm. like that, like the chicken one. Yeah, the chicken one, the chicken breeder one. The chicken breeder one was kind of funny. Because mm-hmm. um, we do live on a farm and we do have a bunch of chickens and we do, you know, there's there's mm-hmm. some like about us more than about the company things that are kind of, mm-hmm. I've been kind of hesitant with those, but, you know, that, that's just kind of. For like sure. there's a certain level of like privacy that I think we still want to keep at this point mm-hmm. that we don't want to just like shell out for social media clout <laughs> or yeah, whatever. Right. And I'll, yeah, I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. But I feel like in general being like, we have chickens is not. 
Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's not. I just get in my head about it a lot of times. Cause I'm like, you never know who's gonna watch or whatever. But <laughs> that's probably like that's like early two thousands internet culture where it's like you don't know somebody could dox you. You don't know. <laughs> right, and now everyone is watching. It's now, not like who's watching. It's like oh, they're all watching. All yeah. of them. Everyone is on the internet. Here's a, here's a fun thing. How, and both of you uh, could can speak to this maybe. But do you feel like social media is like a positive work environment? Mm. Mm. Or does it like how does it make you feel to create content for social media, mm. especially in the context of like small businesses and trying to make stuff for them? Mm. Yes. I feel like for ArtFit, it's definitely very positive, and I feel like for a lot of small businesses, it can be really positive. Just like going on Instagram, being like, "Oh wow, those are fun earrings from other small businesses mm-hmm. and things," but like social media in general could definitely be more of like an ah, like a Shark Tank type thing. Yeah, it does feel Shark Tanky to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also like. I don't know. I don't think I've experienced anything negative being on ArtFit social media, which That's I think good. is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any haters. I will hit, we have one hater. <laughs> we have one hater. I'm not going to reveal who our one hater He's is. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the counterbalance. Yeah, no, we, I think we have one hater maybe, and he's not even really a hater. Yeah. I think he's just a troll. Um, so from uh, at least... Uh, I've worked a lot of social media as, like, side work. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of, like, you know, thanks to the gig economy, as it were. Um, and I found that generally generally people are excited to interact with social media just because it's such a ubiquitous thing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to grasp the scope of its impact when the hard data is numbers. Yeah. Right. And and that's and that's important, right? Obviously, like there are quantifiable things we can draw from numbers, but for me, the best times I've had working social media as a part of some grander project, whether that's uh, promoting a business that I've been involved in, or even just like trying to get people to events that I facilitate, the social media more often than not, is at its best when, even when the numbers aren't high, as long as people feel compelled to interact with it, right? Uh, Because then they're gonna bring their own sense of identity, whatever they like, into what you're creating. That feels special, it feels like you actually get that, that, that communication, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's hard to work. It's really yeah. hard to work, especially without faces to empathize with. Right? Yeah. Which is why it's so important and why I like that ArtFit had, like, the reels are mm-hmm. sky. You know, it's not just, like, we're going to have a, an image macro with a, a meme on it. You yeah. Know? And that's why I like doing the, the live interviews. And I know that makes some artists in particular uncomfortable. Um like quite like quite a few of them actually have been like I don't know if I want to do that night. So there's some people I feel like I can kind of push to do that. Some other people who are kind of like I I know that I kind of can't. Um, but it's really good to put that you know that face to like the product that you're getting and talk about like explicitly like who you know who is this individual? Why do they create the things that they create? And like what inspires them in a in a broader way? And I think it, it that is a really for for the person doing the interview it's a really validating experience and for the people watching it like. That's when we get some of our best sales. I mean, even if the numbers aren't, like, astronomical, like, say we get 60 views and we make 
four sales off of an interview. Like, we can make a reel and get 6,000 or 7,000 views or whatever right. and not make any sales. Right. You know what I mean? That And that's kind of consistent because I think the conversion is harder to do from a reel to, like, the actual business versus, like, an interview. So it's, like, different content doesn't necessarily have to get high numbers. It's just, just like you're saying, it has to get in that engagement. And that's a, that's a tough thing to monitor. I mean, you can look at, like, who comments or whatever, but the reality is that you kind of have to, like, cross-platform manage that stuff. Like, you have to look at, like, the actual website and see where the engagement went up, where you got more hits, where you got, like, a higher couple of seconds on the website or whatever. And that's, I mean, with the mm-hmm. most recent reel that you did where you were talking about, like, um, our size inclusivity, which mm-hmm. is the thing that we try to do. Or we're not 100% good on it, like, but be- partially because of, like, the suppliers that I work with and the designs that we're doing and things like that. Like, you can't always get all the sizes that you want, but I try. Mm-hmm. It's a growing process. It's a growing process, yeah. It's something that we're working on. But um, with that post... You can see very clearly on the analytics page of both of those places, like when we put out that reel, site hits went up and our engagement on our Instagram went up, you know? And so there's value in different things that aren't, isn't necessarily like explicitly monetary. Uh, So I'll, I'll say this as uh, from the perspective of someone who like was very addicted to social media for a long time and then fell away from it for a bit, like after working it so much, Mm -hmm. like as a gig, um, I am more compelled to interact with or feel good about interacting with whatever bit of social media, whether it's a video or, um, you know, even like a podcast, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're doing now when I know it's something that I need to pay attention to when I Mm -hmm. actually need to like listen for a point when there's there, there is that human face to it because it's so easy these days to just keep scrolling and that's a funny meme but I don't need to interact with it I don't need yeah. to like it I don't what's what's the like gonna do for me you know what's what's co- leaving a comment like so I can hope that someone sees it like it's, yeah. it's way more compelling when I know that there's someone on the other side when it is an interview or even when it's like um, an IGTV or an IG live yeah. or whatever uh, and someone just wants to talk yeah. And I can like I know that I can like oh, I can put a comment in and someone is going to see it and maybe mm-hmm. actually interact with it. It feels more like human connection rather than yeah. just the infinite feed of content. Yeah. Right? Well, and I think the flip side to that is that like there are people who use it very intentionally like that, but there's also a lot of people who are just like doing their thing, you're doom, totally doom scrolling or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> totally. And I think that they're like this is one of the interesting things in terms of trying to get followers is that at the size that we're at right now, I can just shoot out follows to a bunch of people and get some of those back, and that's a net bonus for us. But also, I think that there's people who come across our page from our reels and stuff who start to follow us but maybe don't feel as comfortable because it's a smaller space, right? Like if somebody has like a 1,000 followers and you're just, you're just a drop in a bucket, but if you're one of our like 250, if you're our 258th follower or whatever, like I'm going to be like, hello. I, I mean, I won't actively go to you, but like I'll put out content and be like, this person might see it, and I'll notice, you know? So I think there is sort of that that other side of it where it's like there might be some social anxiety to like fi- following a page in the early stages. That's a yeah, yeah I, that's a really good way to put it is social anxiety. Yeah, especially since so much of our day to day interactions, not even just like advertising, marketing, whatever you want to call it, promotion, right? It's that fundamentally so much of our day to day lives is now on social media. Yeah, you know, like I don't write letters anymore 
I shoot a DM to a friend or, you know, I don't invite people to a party. I, you know, through the mail, I don't send out invitations. I set up the Facebook event, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And when you have to integrate so much of your communication in your day-to-day life and then also know that on this platform there are agendas towards, like, products that want me to buy, Mm -hmm. you know, want me to buy their things or whatever. It's just, yeah. It's well, and an interesting thing about that is they just added a new thing where it's like you can put out ads that are reels. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, of, like our reels are subtly trying to sell you something. You know what I mean? Like you put our products in front of you and we try to do it in a fun way or whatever. So I guess technically that's an ad. But now there's like literal ads. Yeah, they're right. everywhere. They're like one every five posts or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's kind of weird because it's like this is already a space because you can mod- you can like pay to promote your stuff. Yep. Well, we can't. <laughs> well, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yet. Yet. No, well, no thing, Instagram, is Instagram has shadow banned us like several times and they've made it so that we can't promote our stuff and yeah. like Don't don't say this. Instagram will shadow ban you again. Yeah. That's okay. Shadow ban us again, Instagram. <laughs> I dare you. I double dog dare you. We'll keep going. You can't hold us back. Artfit Global. Artfit Global. <laughs> Yeah. I Anyways, no, I mean, it's just, I mean, maybe they didn't shadow ban us. Maybe our stuff just did really poorly for two days and then went back to normal. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. more than two days. It was solidly a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? I guess you can't blame Instagram for everything. But, yeah. you know, if they did, we did shadow ban us. We did take a posting break. We did too. Right, yeah, I, I was traveling. We took a little break. But Why do you think that is? That they shadow ban you? Is it because you were advertising? Is that what the implication is here? I don't think so. I think that there's a couple of things to be aware of. I mean, I looked at their guidelines and their community guidelines and their, like, terms of service or whatever, and we didn't break any of it, Hmm. you know? So, but this is an interesting thing is that they, so technically they have their their guidelines that they put out, but it's actually pretty interesting. A lot of show, a lot of small businesses go through periods like that where they just get banned for no reason, Mm-hmm. You know, and right. they're just like, why, like, why is this happening? And the, the reality is that the arbitration process with Instagram is not like transparent at all. You know, right? right. And a lot, like, a lot of that system is not transparent at all. Like, so say for us, like, say I'm like, I want to appeal this thing that keeps us from doing paid promotions. I go there and I type in the thing, and they're like, well, there's no ban against you. Like, you're fine. And then I go back to try and promote something, and says, no, your account's disabled. And it's like. Uh, this is one app and it's telling me two different things yeah. in two different places about the same problem so it's like and then you appeal it and you're like I don't know what I'm doing wrong I, I want to be doing better and right. there's it's not like somebody sends you an email they just are like okay we remove the ban and then you're like okay and I'm going to try to promote something and they're like you're banned again ah! and it's like <laughs> gotcha <laughs> yeah it's like got him and you're sitting there like I just want to give you money <laughs> like, right that's yeah it just seems ridiculous to me, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we broke a rule or something, and we just have no idea. Maybe they just hate us. Yeah, I think the closest we could come to is sometimes the audio is like curse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's... Uh, difficult. The, I, I hear that often, at least with people that I work with, is that the actual step-by-step process of working your way up that ladder of like social media interaction, um, having a larger audience is consistently curtailed by just a lack of transparency. Yeah. A lack of transparency. And that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the... what the. Well, and one of the, one of the interesting things is that we're now in a space where it's, like, very... Um, all of the all of the rules are, very, are becoming more solid, and it's easier for them to be like, yeah, we're going to ban you or whatever. Whereas, like, a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago or whatever, 
maybe 10 years ago, five years ago, getting on Instagram, or even, you know, a number of years prior to now, like, it was a different space, and you could quickly get, you know, a lot of followers and kind of do whatever you want. Like, the I think, wild west of the internet. I think about, like, Freddie Gibbs, like, two or three years ago, if you, like, looked at yes. his Instagram and the stuff that he posted. I'm not going to talk about it right here because it was heinous, <laughs> but, like, it, I was like, dang, I want to follow this guy. Like, he does some crazy stuff, and it's just cool to see, you know? Right. And so... I mean, I think it's it, like with anything, you kind of have to get your one your one slice of the pie, and then you're going to be all right, and you can grow from there. But getting that slice of the pie can be more frustrating now, potentially, than it was pre- previously, I think. I'm not 100% sure that that's the case. I mean, I don't have all the numbers, but from people who I've talked to, you know, like professionals who have been around in the industry, people who I like really respect, they're like, yeah, it's tougher now. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting space, and... It's certainly a yeah. different game than yeah. we were playing a couple of years ago. It definitely is, yeah. yeah. It definitely is. And I'm not saying that's, like, in a negative way. I'm just saying it is It is different. It is what it is. Yeah. It, I am what I am, says Instagram. Right, right. Um, so, at least, the thing that's been sitting on my mind the entirety, and what, kind of why I brought up the question at the top of about uh, that bridge to the live experience, right? Mm-hmm. Being in a world, I don't even want to call it post-pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it's not over, folks. Yeah. It's not over. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah. Um, but for me, a lot of the success that I've had, you know, subjective term success, but a lot of the success I've seen in social media or where it has worked for me, I should say, has been in that bridge to the live experience, right? It's come, like, I set something up as uh, a point of engagement and it's always meant to bring someone into a real space um, to converse with me in real time or at least to get us as close to that interaction as possible Mm -hmm. right and so it's strange to me to think about social media as this driving tool of communication for folks without actually having that I want to say like that payoff, Mm -hmm. right? Like we all just agree that we live on Instagram now or on Twitter kind of because we have to, right? But in the future, like, so I suppose this is where I'm building in the future with ArtFit theory, right? Let's say that there is a post pandemic world here in in the near future, right? What does, using social media to create that like real live element look like and does mm-hmm. that become harder now that maybe social media is more of a given or just yeah. that that it is the, the most complete experience we have in yeah. our working memory well there's a dark side to social media too which is that it informs the police state and so if you try to do things like we're trying to do which are a little more avant-garde or a little less like by the rules kind of stuff, right. you know, like, and, and specifically in terms of subverting traditional gallery spaces or spaces where art is traditionally allowed and potentially spaces where, like, local ordinance might be like, yo, don't do that. Um, you know, like, to promote that event through social media and not a clever, like, flashbang kind of way. Right, you're telling on yourself. You're telling on your You're snitching. And so, like... That's kind of the duality of it is that, like, you have to be really aware of, like, how you can make that work. And I think as we get more established, like, you can sort of force your way into a mainstream where you can you can comply. But, I mean, when you think about – when I think about getting art fit out to people, like, 
there's kind of this guerrilla attitude where it's got where it's like we're gonna do this no matter what you know and um I think that like that's going to be an interesting thing to figure out with social media is like how do we create these events and I mean part of that is workshopping with other businesses and just trying to like collaborate with people and build that but until you have that like you kind of have to just do what you have to do you know right I'm not going to say anything more specifically than that so I'm not just going to snitch on myself but like <laughs> but um but yeah don't snitch yeah. don't yeah what we're saying here is don't snitch remember that social media is a snitch zone and uh, and Instagram will snitch on you, so maybe that's why we're shadow banned. Maybe because we, we talk, I talk about how Instagram's gonna snitch on me all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah I did say at the top, don't 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 talk about it. Don't bring up the the name. You know? Yeah, the cursed yeah. one. Yeah, the cursed one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So before we dig ourselves too deep in a hole, uh, this has been this has been the Artfit Podcast. I'm Kel, the creator and uh, founder. And the guy who runs Artfit. My guests today have been Stephen McClanahan. What's up? And Skylar. Hi. I'm not going to say your full name for protection because you're a minor. So That's true. Uh, and, yeah, so thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh, hope you have a great whenever you hear this. And uh, smell you later. <laughs> 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 <laughs>